Welcome to the Thrive Church Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this message today. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, uh, so we've got a few memes this morning that we're just going to uh, kind of bring out in our, our message today. Uh, if 2020 was a meme, I think we might have one up here. Um, a lot of us thought at the start, <laughs> I know, a lot, <laughs> a lot of you, that's a good reaction. At the start of the year, we thought, let's go to Sydney. <laughs> let's go somewhere. We all had, um, you know, big plans and hopes uh, for this year's, uh, but then expectations versus reality. And um, maybe you just ended up dealing with a whole lot more of dishes because the children were off school for like two months and they eat so much more when they're at home. We found, didn't we? <laughs> so, <laughs> So we're kind of framing this year around some of those kind of like, wow, it just, things changed during the year. And um, I want to, uh, after one of those change moments actually for us on, on team here, um, you know, we said farewell to a few people this year. And after one of those meetings, um, one of those moments, we, we met together as a staff just to pray, we had some prophetic words, and during this uh, prayer time, um, I just, I couldn't stop thinking about this prophetic word for Anne, who's our children's pastor, who loves Anne Walsh, and Anne and Stu, they're amazing people, and, um, and I had this word, and, and the word was, Anne's called to preach, Anne's called to preach, Anne's called to preach, never seen Anne preach, didn't know if Anne could preach, um, but I, yeah, we found out that Anne can preach, didn't we? Uh, and, and, and awesomely. And so uh, during the meeting, I said, Anne, look, I'm just sitting on this word that you are called to preach. And she went like this. Because, backstory, the night before, she's been, she'd been considering uh, doing some extra training to be a teacher. And um, she had just been torn between, like, do I fully commit, you know, in regards to Thrive, or do we just look at this as bivocational? What do we, what do, we do um, here? Because Anne's uh, just part-time with us uh, at the moment. And, um, and so she had said to Stu, if Glenn says tomorrow that I'm called to preach, I'm not going to pursue my teaching education any further. That is my favorite prophetic moment of the year. I just wanted to share that with you because God is speaking over your life. God is speaking over your destiny. He's got a word for you. I want to encourage you, you know, to seek Him with all your heart over this summer. You know, it says that when we seek Him with all of our heart, we'll find Him. And so, Anne, I just want to honor her, you know, that she'd just been on this journey of going, you know, if God says, and maybe that's a word for someone here today. You know, if God says, and, 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 I, and it's a step of faith to say that, but God wants to lead you, and, and your life in Christ is actually activated by your faith. Let me leave that with you. The Holy Spirit, He wants to take our hand and He wants to position us to be influential in our lives. You know, the theme that we've had uh, this year has been Equip the Saints from Ephesians 4. And we thought this was going to be a lot 
different how we were going to kind of export this theme into the church uh, than what we did because of the way the, the year ended up. But I wanted to just, just kind of um, bring the scripture at least and honor Christ um, from this scripture. It says this in Ephesians 4 verse 12, um, or 11 actually, and, and he, that's Jesus Christ, gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. And this, I just want to frame this around that he, Jesus Christ, gave some. So this is You know, Christ gave of himself to the church. And as you know, Jesus Christ was the ultimate teacher. You know, in John 7, they said no one ever spoke this way that that Jesus said. They were completely dumbfounded by the teachings of Jesus and the insight he gave. Jesus was the ultimate prophet. You know, when Moses and Elijah appeared on the Mount of Transfiguration, uh, the father said, this is my beloved son, listen to him. And it was, you know, Moses and Elijah. Moses brought the law, and Elijah was the ultimate Old Testament prophet. And, and there was saying, actually, Jesus is the prophet of prophets. Jesus was the ultimate apostle. And if, in Hebrews 3, verse 1, fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. You know, under his leadership, the disciples became world changers. Jesus was the ultimate pastor or shepherd in John 10. He says, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I'm known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus was the ultimate evangelist, the woman at the well. Uh, You know, you've come here to quench a physical need. Well, actually, you've got an incredible thirst in your soul. And so Jesus was this ultimate expression of the fivefold ministry. And then that verse says, hey, this is, this, these five aspects, these five dimensions of me, they now belong to the church. They are to be, I am to be expressed through the church and through the body of Christ. And so I just want to remind you that you're, you're Christ's body. <laughs> you're a saint, You've come in and you've received the righteousness of Christ. You're no longer a dirty, rotten sinner. You're a saint. You're elevated into a position of authority. And we collectively are called to bring the expression of who Christ is to the world. You know, the the disciples of Jesus were his number one plan, and that has not changed. You know, at conference, Matt Landown met lands down, he released this prophetic word for our church, and he framed this from Zechariah chapter 1, and, and in that just brief summary, there's four horns of oppression, and they were representing the spiritual demonic principalities, and, and then the text goes on to say that God's people were oppressed, and it even says their heads were down. They were in a place of discouragement, but then it says, uh, it, it, it talks about the solution to bring transformation. And it says this, but God raised up craftsmen. And, and, and then it says, the craftsmen have come to terrify the principalities and powers and throw down these horns of the nations. As in, you know, like demonic oppression was going to be released through people getting in touch with their creativity, with their craft, and bring expression. And then Matt said, um, 
God is giving Thrive Church a unique way to express the prophetic. This church will create marks that make the invisible God tangible in parenting, business. It'll be noticed in the nations and in the world. It'll be tangible. That was a real, an ama- a key word, tangible. And then he went on to say, so that when someone steps out of Christchurch Airport, they just can't miss it. It's so alive in the atmosphere because God has been taken from the invisible and it's been made flesh and visible. This is what, I want to summarize this, this is what equipped saints do. (laughs) This is what a powerful body of Christ does. And every one of us is called to be creative, innovative, and be a part of this fellowship. Man, I'm spitting a lot today. I'm so sorry. Just receive, receive. (laughs) It's the anointing. Sorry, Bree. (laughs) I want to call you to arise. Let's, church, let's rise together. Let's rise together. Very good. Awesome. Okay, we've got another meme for you right now. Let's have a look at this one. Okay. (laughs) Dreams versus reality. You know, we may have had a perfectly planned out year. We may have had dreams and goals on how we thought this year would look or what we wanted to look like by the end of the year. But some of that might not have quite happened yet. Now, we might look at this year and go, well, actually, compared to what I had planned, actually, who had, like, goals written up for the year? Who had some specific goals written up for the year? Yeah? Some of you? How many got all of them finished? Wow. Celebrate you, Glenn. That's awesome. You know, we could look at this year and we might go, oh, well, I haven't actually really achieved many of the goals that I wanted to achieve for the year. But first of all, let me tell you that you have achieved an incredible goal. You are still here and you are standing. You are standing, and that is amazing. You know, we were just singing before, um, you know, about Jesus. You know, you have no rival. You have no equal. Now and forever, God, you reign. Because of Jesus Christ, we have victory no matter what situation we are facing, no matter what is going on in this nation, no matter what is going on in this world, because of Jesus, because death could not hold him. He is risen. We have victory. So that is something to celebrate. And you are standing in that, so well done. You know, progress or growth is one of the basic core human needs. It's something that we actually all need. Um, And, you know, when it's really hard, when it kind of feels like we're not making a lot of progress, sometimes we have to look just a little bit harder to see the progress. But there are wins to be seen. Even every day, there are things that we can give thanks for to celebrate. In every season of life, we need to be looking for those victories and celebrating them. So we need to recall those victories. You know, last week we celebrated Thanksgiving Sunday. We heard some incredible testimonies um, from some of our our Thrive people, both from this year and from previous years, on the amazing things that God's doing in them, the freedom that he has brought to them. And we just wanted to share a few more with you. Because what you see here on a Sunday is just like a little part of what actually church is all about. You know, we are the church. You know, 24-7, we're the church. And we see an incredible expression on a Sunday, but there's so much happening outside of a Sunday. And our life groups, and mini movers, and our youth, and missions, and in so many other ways, God is up to stuff. 
And you guys are all a part of those wins that are happening, whether it's because you're serving in some way, whether it's because you're giving financially, whether it's because you're praying or just believing, you are a part of every single win that is attached to this church. So take those. Um, first one I just want to mention is uh, Thrive Online, and I know we've mentioned this a few times lately, and we celebrated last week, we gave a cheer to our media team and that for the incredible job that they're doing, um, but we just had, um, you know, during lockdown, we were forced to adapt the way we did church, weren't we, and Thrive Online was a big part of that, and we've been able, because of our incredible team, to keep this happening, and that is exciting, um, something that we hadn't planned on at the start of the year, but something that God he planned on. And we've just been receiving a few more testimonies from Thrive Online over the last month or so, and I just wanted to share one of um, them with you that we got a couple of weeks ago. This was um, sent to Glenn. So this is somebody that um, hasn't, um, isn't coming along to Thrive Church. They've just hooked into our Thrive Online during this time. They said, online services has been very influential to us over these last months. We are walking through a valley that has been extremely difficult, and every Sunday all the messages have been a lifesaver for us. Be encouraged in what you're doing and your team. It is not in vain. Isn't that a cool story? Very cool, yeah. All glory to God, eh? And for all those watching with us online today, then we just, we just declare over you too, just testimonies of victory in your life, that you will see those wins and that God's incredible goodness will be outworked in your life. Cambodia, um, Jeff and Julie McGregor. Who knows Jeff and Julie? Give your hand up. Um, there they are. On Jeff is on the left and Julie on the right there. Incredible couple. Um, and we've been able to continue to support the work that these guys um, lead in Cambodia. We also had a team that managed to just squeeze into getting into Cambodia before lockdown, literally just before lockdown. Um, and they had an amazing time over there just learning and growing and encouraging um, the teams over in Cambodia. So now Jeff and Julie are currently in New Zealand. They are living in Goa. But as a church, we've been able to keep supporting them and their organisation um, while Jeff has been working remotely from New Zealand. He's continued to mentor um, young men and um, they've mentored the couples that they've been discipling for uh, many years through the organisation called Partnership Cambodia. Just recently, Jeff was actually able to go back to Cambodia um, for, was it about six weeks or something, I think, and then two months. And he was able just to continue to encourage these um, incredible Cambodian people. While they were there, they launched a church. They started a church, and that is incredibly exciting. So these, um, these local um, guys that they've been mentoring, they are leading this church. There's also um, one of the couples that they've been working with is um, going to work out in one of the villages, um, actually in the village that, where this guy was raised. So exciting things are happening in Cambodia, and you are all an incredible part of that. Yeah, um, just on the Cambodia, I just want to share another little prophetic moment, actually, that was fun. Um, about a month ago, I went uh, to specifically pray over our missions focus as a church um, internationally, and God, where are you sending us as a church? And I hadn't heard from um, Jeff for about six months, six to eight months, and um, I went down the, down the Ashley River, praying away, God, where in the world? Um, and then my phone goes, and Jeff's on the phone with a report about Cambodia. And it just felt like God saying, 
oh, yep, that's still the thing or a thing uh, for us to lean into. So a really awesome confirmation, especially, you know, I haven't had one phone conversation with him for six months, and it just happens to be that I'm praying for missions down the river specifically. So that was awesome. Um, the, the, the thing that I just want to share briefly on is that we are in the final uh, stages of acquiring this building as well. We're just um, uh, talking with lawyers at the moment and just doing those final due diligence steps um, before we actually make that um, acquisition for, for this building. Um, we've, and that looks like a deposit and a loan that we'll be paying off if you don't know that story. Um, and that's really, really exciting. Who thought for us in 2020 we'd be doing this? So yay you, and thank you for your faithful giving into that as well. 2021, renovations, eh? Yeah. Expansion, more room for more people. I'm just declaring that out prophetically because that's what I'm really believing for. We push this back and we go that way and we've got lots more room. So if you haven't seen the pictures, let us know because there are some pictures. Okay, going to just change tact a little bit. Um, I just want to talk about looking after your soul. Let's just check out this next. Oh, no, we're out of order. Um, can we just flip to one with a cat on it? There we go. Okay, coffee cannot fix this kind of tired. Can anyone relate? <laughs> yep, a few of us. Love this picture, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> but you know, some of us might be feeling a little bit like this today. See, our emotional energy is like a river. It flows in and it flows out again. Um, you know, we can wake up in the morning, maybe with our emotional levels quite high, but we go throughout the day, maybe um, we're sorting out an argument between our children or maybe we're running late for an appointment and we go to get a car park but someone else gets it first and then we've got to walk a long way and we're even later. Um, maybe you receive a complaint from a client and just generally giving out to others through your day. Your emotional energy just drops a little bit. You come home, hopefully you can rest and refresh and your emotional levels um, replenish. If your water levels are high, it's kind of like having a full tank of petrol. Well, you've got enough for what you need for the day, but you've also got all this reserve that will probably get you through quite a few more days. And any issues that you face are just like water off a duck's back. Like when you're in good emotional energy, it's just like water off a duck's back, doesn't matter. But as the saying goes, if the water levels are low, the rocks start to show. Now 2020 has been a huge year for most of us and for most of us we'll have, we'll have experienced some drop in our emotional levels during the year at some stage. Emotional fatigue has been very real. COVID-19, all the uncertainties, then we have lockdown, then we're moving in and out of levels, we're working from home, um, hearing the news even, all those things can take a toll on our emotional levels. If you add to that things like job stress, um, schooling from home, health issues, relationship issues, struggles with our kids or for our kids, financial issues, then the fatigue can start to pile up and we may find that our emotional energy is getting a bit low. Um, the, Mayo, the Mayo Clinic talks about emotional exhaustion occurring when stress begins to accumulate from negative or challenging events in life and it just keeps coming, which Pretty much, I think most of us could say that that has happened in some way for us this year. It just keeps coming. You may feel emotionally worn out or drained. 
And for most people, that emotional exhaustion just tends to build up over time. So how do we increase our emotional levels and just step out of that emotional fatigue? First of all, we just need to recognise the stressors. And we need to go, okay, what can I minimise? What stress can I minimise? And what can I eliminate? Because there are some things that will be able to be changed. So just ask yourself, with the Holy Spirit, what can I change? The second thing we need to do, which we just did a little bit of before, is to focus on the wins, no matter how small. Um, something that I did during lockdown every day and that I've continued to do most days since is just as I'm in bed at night, immediately before I go to sleep, thinking of 10 things that I'm thankful for for that day. Now, some days it might have been even harder than other days, and I might just be saying, thank you, God, for that yummy meal I had, or whatever it is. I'll be looking for things that I'm thankful for. Um, you know, um, your body often interprets stress as a threat to survival. That's just how it does. Um, and when this happens, it increases the release of stress hormones in your body. But by actually stopping and thinking about focusing on even neutral events they say but positive things it just gives your brain um, that ability to stop and understand that the threat is not quite as dire as it thought it would was so just you know physically in our brain stopping and thinking about the positive things just helps to start bring these stress hormones down um, so then we can just start feeling more emotionally balanced but the Bible says it like this as well, because this is not just happening in a physical level, this is happening in a spiritual level as well. Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, highlight that word, thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So as we're bringing everything to God and being thankful to him, that peace just starts to flood our beings. It fills every part of us. The third thing we need to do in just helping to build our emotional levels is to replenish. So what do you need to top you up? Both physically, we have got a PowerPoint for this, guys, emotionally, socially, intellectually, and spiritually. What do we need to top ourselves up in each of these areas? Because all of these areas are significant. We can't just go, oh yeah, let's get some sleep, and that will be enough. But all of these areas, they intertwine, they interact with each other, and they're all dependent on each other. Top yourself up with things that don't just entertain you, but that actually recreate you. And you might need to go on a bit of a journey to understand what those things are. So just ask God, God, what do I need to do to restore my emotional levels. God, show me a good idea for something that I can do. Just ask him. He is our source. He is wisdom. He is truth. And he knows what we need before we even ask him. So go to him. You know, over this holiday season, really take the time to look after your soul. To stop, to heal, to replenish, to be restored be easy on yourself. And if you've been feeling emotionally tired for a while, then quite often it actually takes a wee while to get emotionally replenished again. Do this journey with God. He loves and cares so much about every single part of you. Awesome. Next meme. Um, 
want to talk about sticking to the basics a little bit here. If uh, 2020 was a canoe ride. <laughs> so I was talking with Rowan George recently, um, who's looked a little like this maybe at times recently. He's actually training um, for the Coast to Coast, is that right? Um, and the canoeing event, sitting next to Joe Keenan, who's also doing a lot of the Coast to Coast. Um, and he was telling me, actually, about the struggle to navigate corners as, you're, as you make your way up a river in uh, really heavy water. And you've, you've really just got to keep, this is right, eh? uh, you've really got to keep the bow of the kayak like pointing directly into the current because if you don't keep the bow pointing into the current, it's, as soon as it starts to go like this, you go like all the way and can end up looking a bit like that guy uh, behind me. Um, and so I just want to talk just a few things around um, what, it, it, what it takes to keep our, our bow pointing into the current uh, so that we don't drift from the center, essentially. Um, and so a few, a few of the basics, really, especially if you're finding yourself, like Debbie was saying, just like in heavy water or maybe in a storm in the season, you're like, what, 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 what is just doing the basics? So I just want to hit a few of these um, real simple stuff. Stick to the basics in your family. Uh, love well. Spend quality time together. Fathers, this is something uh, for, for dads out there. I'm, Ian Grant uh, said this, uh, three R's, rules, ridiculousness, and routine, uh, are, are what men need to bring into a home. And, and I just want to add a caveat to ridiculous. Be a ridiculous encourager of your children. Like, just over-encourage. Verbal, verbal affirmation goes a long way um, into your children's lives. So just... Just some basics there. Stick to the basics uh, in your journey with others and church life. Um, we talk about belong, be loved, and be the light here, uh, specifically around, you know, the, the belonging and be loved. Um, I just want to, uh, you know, in, in the journey of your life, who are you doing life with? Who's calling you up at this time? Who's encouraging you? Who's lifting you? Um, who's discipling you? Who's beside you? Who are you doing life with? Who are you sharing your wins with? Who's, uh, you know, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Um, who are you lifting? Who are you being an encourager to? Who are you calling up? Who are you uh, being an example towards with your faith? Just sticking to the basics. Uh, the third, sticking to the basics. Um, and I just want to, yeah, there's no other way to say this, but just allow no room for offense to come into your life. Um, if you're dealing with offense uh, or if you are offended, I just want to give a couple of scriptures here, Mark 11, 21, 25. Um, because I, look, just caveat, like offense and unforgiveness, if we haven't got that dealt with in our hearts, the rest of what we're building on in life spiritually, it's just not going to stand um, it just, uh, you can't build with a fence being in your life. So it's that important um, in regarding to having a pure heart in connection with the Father. Um, hey, how can, you know, Jesus said, you know, I can't forgive you unless you forgive anyone else. So let's just, just nail on this as a basic. If you're offended, it says this in Mark eleven twenty five. when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them 
so that your Father in heaven, I just said that, maybe forgive your sins. (laughs) Um, Matthew 18, if someone offends you, go to your brother privately. Like, hey, if you're holding an offense or if you know someone's got an offense against you, it's on us to do something. Um, Don't just think, oh, someone's got an issue uh, with me and just leave it. Actually, it's on us to try and go and heal and bring mending uh, to offense. You know, on, on this, you know, we can be great receivers but poor interpreters. You know, that can be, we can put that in the context of children. Oh, children, they're such great, you know, no, no, no. But actually adults. <laughs> we can be great receivers but poor interpreters. Um, we can't let offense towards others block our place of belonging and connection with the Father. If someone upsets you, don't avoid clarifying your interpretation of what has been said. Real basic. If you feel put out, if you feel like that wasn't, you know, why did they, and you bring that assumption into it, and then you build a story on an assumption, you can get in trouble. Uh, It says this in Proverbs 24 verse 3, with wisdom a house is built, with understanding it is established. And so I just want to say, you know, we can waste a whole lot of time and emotional energy just because of a misunderstanding. Fight for understanding in your own home. Fight for understanding in the context of our church family and as you go through life. Um, Offence, if it's left unchecked, it becomes toxic. It creates division. Um, Pursue healing in relationships. Pursue healing in relationships. Don't build walls. Build bridges. Remember, forgiveness restores the standard. Forgiveness, it um, gives sight. It gives us sight of the people around us through the lens of the Father. It gives us perspective of people around us through the lens of the Father. And that's what forgiveness does. Forgiveness isn't trust. So if someone's really broken your trust, okay, then you need to take time to restore trust. But forgiveness actually restores the standard. Um, and and brings perspective of the heart and the love of the Father towards the people around us. Um, Last, stick to the basics. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Um, In a year that has been, it's had so much commentary, so many voices, I just want to remind you, you know, or ask you whose voice are you listening to? Um, We can have uh, an information overload in regards to Christianity, you know, without all the other stuff that's going on in the world, just, you know, what am I meant to do? Um, I just want to just champion the Bible. (laughs) That's the best news. The Word of God, being in worship, um, the basics of our faith. Jesus has got great plans ahead for our lives, but we cannot do this without Him, without His Word, and without His promises. He is our true north. Get that kayak swinging into the current so that you don't lose center and get barreled with all the stuff of society. Jesus is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. Um, He holds all things together. Thanks again for tuning in to the Thrive Church weekly podcast. Stay up to date with 